Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be joined by Rocco Baldessari from ZebraAdvertisement.com. Rocco founded the digital marketing firm Zebra Advertisement back in 2011. They have, uh, Rocco himself is the only marketer and youngest person globally to have ever been awarded an MVP by Microsoft. He's the youngest Google Partner All-Star winner. He's been nominated for a whole lot of other things, including being named one of America's most entrepreneurial companies by Entrepreneur Magazine. Rocco, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Seth. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure being here. Uh, let's go back in time, you know, to 2011. How'd you get started? Uh, that's an interesting story, actually. So I'm Italian and I used to live in Italy at the time. And I came into the U.S. for my second bachelor and love this country. However, uh, you might not know that, but it is very, very hard to move to the U.S. So I went back to Italy after my college degree. And I realized that everybody that was trying to hire me they were kind of scared by the fact that I wanted to progress in my career. They wanted somebody that did the nine to five and didn't have too many expectations. In addition to that, salary was very bad back in Italy. It still is, but they used to pay $1,200 a month. And I was like, I didn't do four bachelors to earn $1,200 a month. So I was like, I want to get into a market where if you're good, you can make it. If you're not good, you don't make it. And there were two options at the time, finance and marketing. I studied both finance and marketing. But then I was like, yeah, for finance, you kind of need a capital to start. So I was like, what if I do a marketing agency back in the day? I started a marketing agency. The first six months, I was focusing on the hotel industry. It wasn't going very well at all. So I came up with the idea to offer my services for $1 an hour to American companies built a small portfolio of companies. A couple of years later, I was like, okay, now I have the money to open the company to the US and do an investor visa. I moved here as an investor. And finally, like three years ago, this journey was completed with getting my green card through a special ability program that basically, I basically said, you either give me a green card or I go back to Italy. The American government said, we want you here. They gave me a green card. Well, congratulations on that. Now, you use proprietary API technology to track audiences across multiple channels and devices, which is solving, you know, a big issue for marketers here in terms of attribution. How did you come up with that? 
So that was my concept of you can have a lot of people doing a lot of work in your company, but no machine can always be outdone by a person. So I identified what I thought were the key elements of success in marketing campaigns. Back in the day when I created the API, I was basically running uh, just marketing campaigns. Now we do something completely different, but we identified those parameters, build the API, and that cut down a lot the time needed to manage an account and triple the performance of those. So that's how it came to be and why we created it. We never put it on a market or anything because we did not want to like give the product out, but that's why we created it and uh, how it helped us. Well, it's absolutely incredible. Who is an ideal client for you now? Right now is anybody that uh, needs um, to scale up their operation. That's what where our sweet spot is. Uh, I've evolved from being a marketer to actually being an investor myself. I invest in a lot of companies. For one reason, I figure out that you cannot be a good marketer unless you understand uh, what works for somebody, like what things make a company work. So sometimes you can have good marketing and maybe your operation are done right. Uh, you need some optimization there. So I felt the only way to truly understand that was to buy companies and risk my own money. Now I'm a marketer. Before I was just somebody that wanted to be a marketer, but spending my own money on my own companies, that's a completely different ballpark. So now when they hire us, the comment I get the most from my client is, it's like I'm hiring a CEO to consult me because we look at the whole picture and that's what differentiates us. And we can do it for small companies or large companies, but the important part is you're not hiring somebody that just runs campaigns. We want it to very much drive away from the definition of our work. So how do you define your work now to differentiate yourself? Cause you have a different, a better mousetrap. Yeah. Like, I mean, what differentiates us is literally the understanding of what goes on within a company. I'll give you an example. One of our clients uh, used to run a company that uh, when you get stuck on the road, they send the truck and they pick you up and they bring you to a mechanic, right? Uh, when they approached us, they were like, we want to do a membership type service. And my, my answer was, you shouldn't do that because there is AAA out there. You're going to waste your time and money. The client didn't hire us because I wanted to offer a service that was a one-time deal. You need it now, we send it now, we are done with your business. I hired another very known marketer in the US. Within two years, the company was on the verge of bankruptcy. Came back to me and says like, I think you were right. Why don't we try that? Is now one of the largest companies in the country doing that. So that's something that we did. Um, that we, a suggestion we made that has nothing to do with my job as a marketer. That's a business advice. So uh, I think clients appreciate it when they work with us because they really feel like I'm hiring a C-level executives to sit with me and run my company with me. So I think that's like what really differentiates us. I think that makes a lot of sense. I, I, I know you can help different kinds of businesses, but I'm sure you have parameters. Is there a minimum ad spend or mi minimum revenue size that you work better with? Are there industries that you have more success in than others? No, I honestly don't look at those stuff. I only look at how a company is set up for success. Meaning you can be a brand new company, but I want to see your mindset. If your mindset 
is open, meaning that you're not stubborn, you want to do things your way. I feel that people that are not open to change, they're already doomed for failure with their businesses. So if I see that willingness to change, willingness to experiment, open-mindedness, uh, that's a right line for us. Uh, so I don't look at revenue numbers because, you know, you can build the revenue if you have the right ecosystem in place. That also makes a lot of sense. I know you've got literally dozens and dozens of case studies. Can you talk about a client, a recent client, what they what they were struggling with when they came to you, how you were able to help them and kind of what that magical transformation was and what that company looks like now? Yeah, of course. So one of the examples that um, I, I always keep doing uh, is a company that actually came to us, but they used to sell real estate data, right? Now, uh, what has happened with them was that they were having um, a very good year two years ago, and then all of a sudden, numbers went down. They were still profitable, but to a much lower level of uh, sales, and they thought the problem was marketing. So they came to me, and they were like, can you help us? And I was like, let me have a look. I was like, yes, I can help you. So I looked into their account, and I had figured out what had happened to them that had nothing to do per se with the way the campaigns were optimized. The campaigns actually were good. But here is what happened to them. Back in uh, two years ago, when the issue started, they had sold a division of their company that did something different. But as a result of that, uh, through the merger and acquisition, they had to decrease their advertising spending by, let's say, $100,000 a month. So they cut it in half. And after that, they were not able to spend the money again as if the traffic was gone. So what I told them happened was you told the system for a few months that these are the metrics you want. This is the cost per conversion you want. This is the amount you're willing to spend. The moment you're trying to spend more, it's just not happening. Google wants more, more money to be competitive. They just say that's not enough. I was like, the best bet for you to make this work is to do two things. The first one is something very unorthodox. I told them whenever we know we are in high season, let's create a bunch of duplicates of your campaigns. Google is always gonna try to serve those campaigns. And in addition to that, the main campaign will spend less, but all the campaigns combined will spend more. And then let's get the system used to higher spends. So we did that one month, two months, three months, high season came. Now, two years later, they are spending not only $100,000 more, they're spending $250,000 more. Their CPA went from $50 to $53. Now we know that it wasn't a problem of having uh, a, a, a low bid because clearly with the same bid, we're getting the traffic. But we figured out the problem was in the AI of Google and the way they were seeing their patterns uh, in the account. So in that case, the business tripled for the client He's super happy. And on our end, we were happy that an unorthodox solution, whenever we went on a call with Google, they were like, oh, that will never work, da, 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 da. But it worked for the client. The client is now happy. That's one of the most recent examples, but there are many. Well, congratulations. That is a great um, case study. Your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you're doing? What I like best is helping people out. Like I feel that whenever I work with a company, uh, whenever they're successful, you create jobs, you make uh, clients happy, you create a, a new job position. That's what really motivates me. 
Uh, that's part of what they do. Of course, it's a very stressful job, as you can you, you do that as well. So you know that that's no easy job, but that part is fulfilling for sure. With all the success you've achieved, what's your biggest challenge now? My biggest challenge is probably um, figuring out uh, all this Facebook drama happening over the last one and a half years. Uh, as I told you, I own many business. One of them is an e-commerce. And we went um, at our highest month, probably 7 million, 7.5 million in sales with all the Facebook drama and in interest rates that are up, buying power being done from people. We know this is a big dip, but most of it has been caused by iOS 14. And for us, like I was able to recover a lot of what we lost in terms of gross sales um, over the course of the past 12 months. But that's still the one challenge that is like the hardest to overcome because they pretty much made a whole mess with the whole tracking on Facebook. So the AI has been complicated, but that's, yeah, the one challenge that we do a very good job at, but we are not uh, to the point where we can say that doesn't affect us or our clients. Sure. What are you, how, I mean, with everything that you, I mean, you just alluded to everything that's constantly changing in our industry. How do you stay on top of it all? Oh, read a lot, brainstorm with marketing colleagues that I consider good and well-prepared and just like keep an eye out to be the first one to ride the wave of a change. But, uh, you know, like reading is very important. Talk a little bit about the team that you've built. Yeah, I have a team of 15 people right now. Uh, I like to keep things small on my end in terms of team for the simple reason that I come from Europe and I don't like firing and hiring too much. We really respect a lot uh, some, someone else's job. So we only hire when we have saved up at least one year of salary for that person because if something doesn't go well for a couple of months, it's not in my style to fire somebody. It's just not fair to them. They have families, they have mortgages, they have car payments, right? So we have 15 people. Uh, literally nobody has ever quit uh, because we have a unique policy. You get your job done, done, I don't count your sick days. I don't count your time. You don't come because you want to get a vacation. As long as you get the job done and you do it right, we are very flexible on that. Uh, I have a requirement that everybody is, has to speak at least one more language than English or because for me, it's very important to have the cultural background where you kind of know how other people reason. For example, I speak three languages and uh, other people speak either Spanish, French, German in my company. Like I feel that's very important. And pretty much like I don't care as much, how much understand of marketing as long as you are trainable, right? On the things I need you to be trained on. That makes a lot of sense. For our folks watching and listening who want to learn more about Zebra, where is the best place for them to go? Our website, zebraadvertisement.com or simply our LinkedIn uh, or my LinkedIn. Uh, there is a lot of information there. All right. Well, we greatly appreciate your time. This has been Seth Green with Rocco Baldessari from Zebra Advertisements. Rocco, thanks again for joining us. Thank you so much, Seth. I appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. We'll talk to you or see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 
727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch sheet. sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.